This is HPR episode 2596 entitled Battling with English, Part 2. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 21 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Misunderstandings about English grammar, spelling, punctuation, etc. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello everybody, Dave Morris here for Hacker Public Radio. Today I've got a show in the series, Battling with English, and this is part two. Now I wanted to start by just um, commenting on the last episode, where I talked about various confusions between words and things. I had a comment about the etymology of words, and uh, asking really if I would comment on the the etymology when it seemed appropriate so I thought I'd just mention that in the context of the words then t-h-e-n and than t-h-a-n there's a confusion between these people use them wrongly in the wrong contexts interchangeably I mentioned that 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 there was a reference to their etymology but I didn't go into detail so reading the online etymology on the page about the word than, T-H-A-N, I found the sentence that it was developed from the adverb then and not distinguished from it by spelling until 1700s. So it seemed that the two words are related and historically were the same. They've separated out over time and think the mistakes that are being made differentiating between them have nothing to do with the uh, their origins they're just uh, mistakes because they do look quite similar that out of the way today's topic is about apostrophes now you're probably aware hopefully you're aware that an apostrophe is a punctuation mark it has three main uses first of all it's used to indicate that letters have been omitted so you find words that are contracted so for example the phrase they are can be contracted into there so there they're coming to dinner is a contraction of they are coming to dinner second usage is turning a word into a possessive form so you would say something like the cat's paw the poor is a is uh, the cats in that context refers to the poor which it possesses the cat possesses the paw cat's paw means it's the paw owned by the cat and the third usage is when the plural of a single letter or digit is is required such as the expression dot your i's and cross your t's i's and t's in that sentence are written as i apostrophe s and t apostrophe s now there are other uses and it gets a bit complex actually 
but we're not going to we're going to try and steer away from the complexity today. There's a Wikipedia article I've re- referenced, which has got a lot of detail in it. It's a bit dry, so I'm not digging too deeply into it myself. But you might find it useful to look at if you're interested in going further. And I'm thinking that since this is a complex topic, I might well visit it again later in the series. See how we go if 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 I get um, indications from listeners that they want me to do this and I'd certainly do it. So you find the term contraction in relation to apostrophes. I've already used it and it's a, that's a, a term that's used to describe the written form of a shortened word. So words originally start by people speaking them and then speaking them in a shortened way. And in linguistics the term used for this process of shortening are elision and deletion which basically means the omission of one or more sounds and it's usually done to make words easier to pronounce you you will be aware that trying to pronounce words as they're written can sometimes be a bit tongue twisting and they they tend to evolve into contracted forms the reason i mentioned elision and deletion is because you might come across them in your in your journeys through this subject and I thought it was worth trying to describe them a little bit. So common examples are the word cannot, which is sometimes written as one word, sometimes as two, and you can track that to can't, C-A-N apostrophe T. I am becomes I'm, you are becomes your or your, which is... I like to pronounce the difference, actually, between that and the, the, um, the thing that refers to possession but uh, not everybody does is not becomes isn't let us becomes let's that's let us two words becomes less not not the the salad vegetable it is becomes it's so the apostrophe in can't c-a-n apostrophe t shows that it's a contraction and not a word on its own if it'd been written without the, the apostrophe then that's an entirely different word and in fact can't is a word, and it means hypocritical and sanctimonious talk. So you've got to be careful, otherwise you end up writing the wrong word if you just uh, omit apostrophes. You can make similar arguments for other cases of contractions, but not all, of course. So I hope that particular bit is pretty clear. Let's talk about apostrophes in possessives, which is is an area of great misunderstanding, I find. If you look at the linguistic arguments in the Wikipedia article that I've cited many times, you'll see the, that there's more than just the possessive usage, but we'll, we'll just restrict ourselves to the, the possessive form at the moment and uh, perhaps look at more detail at another time. So I thought it was worth, first of all, starting off by looking at plurals, because plurals and possessives are confused quite a lot. And plurals are often, but not always, formed by adding an S or an ES to the end of a word. And when you do that, you do not put an apostrophe in. So if you take the singular word cat, make it plural cats, you put an S on the end. Crocodile becomes crocodiles, an S has been put on the end. Programmer becomes programmers, an S is on the end. Sandwich, it's lunchtime, so I thought of that one becomes sandwiches, so there's an ES on the end. Volcano becomes volcanoes with an ES on the end. There are, of course, other plurals in English. The plural of child is not childs, 
but children. The plural of amoeba is not strictly amoebas, but amoebae, A-B-A-E at the end, because the word has a Latin origin. Though, as an aside, amoebas is gaining acceptance, though if I'd written that in a in a reply to an exam question when I was learning biology, I don't think it would have been accepted. That's because it was a fair time ago, I guess. Let's look at the possessive forms of words, which are the ones that are often confused with the plurals. There's a difference between cats, C-A-T-S, and cats, C-A-T apostrophe S. You could write, I have two cats, so that would be C-A-T-S. You have two feline friends, I put it in the notes. But you would not write, I have two cats, where you spell it C-A-T apostrophe S. Analyzing it, that's an incomplete sentence. You're saying that you have two things belonging to cats, possessed by them, because you use the possessive form. But you haven't said what the things are, so the sentence makes no sense. The word cats here, with an apostrophe, is not the plural of cat. You could write... This is my cat's basket, where you would write C-A-T apostrophe S. means the basket belonging to your cat. So I've put a few examples here, and there's tons of them, of course, and I've used some of the words that I used in the, the plurals example. So the, the base word cat, the singular possessive, cats, C-A-T apostrophe S, you might write, this cat's fur is black. Crocodile possessive becomes crocodiles with an apostrophe s on the end a crocodile's teeth can regenerate many times programmer becomes programmers to be to make the possessive with a apostrophe s on the end you might write a programmer's life is a hard one so the apostrophe s relates to life which is possessed by the programmer sandwich you would write to, to get the possessive singular possessive sandwich apostrophe s that means something belonging to your sandwich. You might write, this is my sandwich's filling. Slightly odd sentence, but there you go. You, you Actually, just to, to digress on that one for a second, it's rare to write sentences like that. Um, native English speakers tend not to do that. You wouldn't say that. You would say, looking at a jar of peanut butter or something, you might say, this is the filling for my sandwich. You wouldn't say, this is my sandwich's filling. Mostly you would not. It's perfectly okay, but it's just a, a rather awkward sentence. I think there's quite a lot of references to this type of, of um, writing, and uh, I'm sure you could find out more about this is, if this is something that is of interest to you. And I'm aware that there's a, a number of people on who listen to HBR who are not English speakers natively. So these are these are issues that uh, can cause a bit of a bit of a problem. So that's all pretty simple, I think you'll agree. But what about when you're writing possessives relating to plurals? What if you want to express the idea of possession by many things? To write about a toy owned by several cats, you'd write something like, the cat's catnip mouse makes a sound when moved. But this time, cats is C-A-T-S apostrophe. So it's plural cats with a possessive apostrophe. You might also write... The boys' bedroom are down this way. In this case, the boys is talking about a, a number of boys, and the bedrooms are plural, and you would write B-O-Y-S apostrophe. If the plural is not formed by just adding an S, then it gets a, a little more complex. So you might 
refer to the word man, where the plural is men, and then you would write the sentence, follow the signs to the men's changing room, not the man's apostrophe, but the men's, M-E-N apostrophe S. That's because men doesn't end with an S, whereas boys does. So this is something where it causes a lot of confusion. And I think there's a really good explanation on the site called Grammar Monster, and there's a, a reference that is a page about using apostrophes. There's a, a diagrammatic uh, boxed item on the, on the page I've mentioned, which talks about why it's like this. What is the apostrophe replacing? The apostrophe you put on the end of boys or cats. What's it replacing? Well, it's historical. Historically, English added ES to a noun to show possession. So you might have written back then about the toy of a single dog, and you would have written doges toys, D-O-G-E-S toys. You will see this if you look at really old writings. The toys of a single dog, plural, again, the toys of a single dog, would have been a doges toys, D-O-G-E-S, T-O-Y-S. The toy of multiple dogs would have been the dog says toy. So in that case, dogs gets E-S on the end. Remember, this is ancient, an ancient way of doing it. This is not me telling you the right way to do it. I've written this out in the notes because I thought it would be helpful, but you might be best to go and look at the Grammar Monster page where it's, it's done in a, a diagrammatic form and um, with, with cartoon dogs and stuff. The next one is, the mother of multiple children would have been the children's mother. I don't know how these were pronounced. Children's, maybe? And maybe that was the right way. So that would be children's mother. The, and the emblem of the country Wales would have been Wales's emblem. We sometimes do say that still. So over time, the E in the ES I was mentioning before was replaced by an apostrophe. And if that left the sequence S apostrophe S at the end of a word, the last S was removed. So the toy of a single dog became a dog's toy, D-O-G apostrophe S. So the E's been dropped there. The toys of a single dog became a dog's toys, D-O-G apostrophe S again. The toy of multiple dogs became the dog's apostrophe toy, so, so the ES has been taken off the end, not the ES has been taken off, the, the E has been taken from the, the end, leaving S apostrophe S, and then the S has been dropped. The final S has been dropped. Okay, got that? The mother of multiple children became the children's mother, so that was an apostrophe S. The emblem of the country Wales became Wales emblem, so it was Wales's, and then again the ES was converted to apostrophe s but that made the word uh, end in s apostrophe s so the last s was dropped now i find this explanation really i mean this is really true but um it's a useful explanation i find and i'd sort of got the gist of this at some point in my lifetime of learning this this stuff but I could not have put it in such a nice way as this particular article does. So I'd strongly recommend it. So let's look at apostrophes with single letters and digits. We already mentioned one case. 
and that's when you use a plural form of single letter or digit. It's a bit confusing, but it does actually make sense when you when you think about it. And I've referred here to another site, Grammar Girl, who I strongly recommend. She has a podcast, and those are really cool. What she says, I'm just quoting her directly here, the apostrophe is especially important when you're writing about A's, I's, and U's. That's A apostrophe S, I apostrophe S, and U apostrophe S. Because without the apostrophe, readers could easily think you're writing the words as, is, and us. So how would you differentiate between a series of A's and a series of I's and a series of U without that apostrophe? You might use emphasis or something like that but the apostrophe seems to be a generally better way of doing it and that's why it's ha- it's evolved now here's a thing which catches people out all the time you might expect that the word it it when made possessive would become its it apostrophe s but that's wrong in fact the word it apostrophe s its is an abbreviation for it is. So you only use the apostrophe to represent a missing letter. So you might write, it's very warm in Scotland at the moment. Actually, today it's not, but when I wrote this, it was very, very hot. It's is it apostrophe s, and it means it is very warm. You might also write, it's been interesting researching this topic, it apostrophe s. That's short for it has. It has been interesting researching this topic. Here's another sentence. The horse stamped its feet, shook its head and neighed. In this case, these are possessive. Its feet, its head. So there's no apostrophe. Otherwise it would be it is feet and it is head, which makes no sense. If you're ever in doubt about whether to use an apostrophe with its, consider that with the apostrophe it means it is or it has check to see whether that makes sense in your sentence before you decide whether to use it or not so you have to ask why well i have to ask why because i want to give you an answer the it's stroke it's apostrophe s issue has evolved to be that way i guess and it's likely that this has happened to make the the it's I-T-S, with no apostrophe, conform to some of the other possessives like yours, his, hers, ours, theirs, and whose. So you do not use yours, and when you write yours, you don't put an apostrophe. Uh, Nor his, nor hers, nor ours, nor theirs. Just remember that it, apostrophe S, always means it is or it has. So I've chucked in a few examples of things that Although I've I've done a fair number of examples already, I thought I'd throw in a few um, examples of what you should never write. Things to watch out for and things to avoid. One of the things you'll often see is, and often you see it in front in shops and stuff, something like apples with an apostrophe, apple apostrophe S, some some price, two dollar two pounds a kilo I've put here. I've no idea if that's true or not. That is generally referred to as the greengrocer's apostrophe or greengrocer's apostrophes it's the case of these things in that case it's written with greengrocer apostrophe s meaning a single greengrocer or greengrocer s apostrophe which means all greengrocers tend to do it this mistake is astonishingly common 
you'll see it all over the place. But the thing is that many writers seem to assume that all words that end in S should have an apostrophe. So don't add an apostrophe to a word just because it ends with an S. So you wouldn't write these bananas are overripe by writing bananas with an apostrophe S. There you're talking about the plural form of bananas, not the possessive form. Bananas don't possess anything, or at least in your sentence they don't. There's a brilliant example from Grammar Monster again that I've referred to. Again, I've I've, um, borrowed that one example, cited it, I think you'd say. And the example is, I like pigs. Dogs look up to us. Cats look down on us. Pigs treat us as equals. But the only trouble is, every word that every plural in the example has been written incorrectly because it's got a it's t- been turned into a possessive with an apostrophe so pigs is pig apostrophe s dogs is dog apostrophe s cats is cat apostrophe s and so on and even equals is equal apostrophe s so don't do that think about it i i see this all the time i've read um, about three websites today and other things which which do this it's as if people think oh i'm putting an s on the end of this word it must need an apostrophe but it only needs an apostrophe if it refers to a possessive so that's pretty much the end except that i wanted to say as i've already alluded to i'm probably going to do another episode on this possibly more than one i don't know so i tried to make this as straightforward as i can covering the sort of basics of it there are other factors that define where and when to use apostrophes and there are style guides that uh, that define the uh, the recommended way of doing it and there are some odd edge conditions as well that we might want to look at so i might look at this in more detail at a later episode if you look at that wikipedia reference i've mentioned several times then it does dig very deeply into it so um if you're up for it have a look at that and particularly if uh, you feel that it would be useful to cover this subject in a bit more depth then do let me know through the comments or email and uh, that will uh, motivate me to uh, to to try and turn what is a complicated subject into something that's a bit more digestible at least that's the intention uh, all right So I hope you found that useful and not too long. And uh, that's it for now. Bye now. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.